Hello and welcome to this video. Today we are covering um, the book of Jude. Jude is quite a short chapter in the Bible, quite a short book in the Bible. So we're just going to read through this and talk about it. Hopefully you found it interesting and let's get right into it. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. To those who have been called, who are loved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace and love be yours in abundance. I think this is a very important part and of course this isn't a fully developed idea or something which is like very flowery or something which is very profound as we will discuss later in this um in this um chapter or this in this in this letter however I do think that this is a good place to start off with when to remind ourselves that we should share love peace and mercy to our Christian brothers around the world there's a lot of times where we meet another Christian and sometimes there's this feeling of competition or there's this feeling of distaste or there's this anger between Christian brothers and sometimes it might be justified they might not come off as the best way they might not present themselves in the best way but nevertheless we must remind ourselves that well actually they, they probably as Christians have so many things on their plate already that we shouldn't try to make it harder for them even if they are not the best acting in the best way we should act out of love and respect to them bless them be with them pray for them and that's something very important they are our brothers and sisters in Christ even though we may dislike them at times verse 3 dear friends although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people for certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license of immorality and deny Jesus Christ our sovereign and Lord. Now this is something which is very important, especially verse 4. For individuals who have con whose condemnation have was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. That's something which is very clear that not only was quite um, a big problem in the church of the days but also perhaps is a very big problem in the church we have today we're surrounded by people who have fallen into sin we have we're surrounded by people who not only have fallen into sin but like to disguise themselves the wolves in sheep's closure we have to be aware of that we need to make sure that when people are coming into the church of course we want to accept them with open arms we want to accept them with love but nevertheless we have to recognize that actually it is possible that those people may not be coming in with good intentions and that we must test them, judge them by their fruits. We must judge them by what they are preaching. And if they do err, we need to try to teach them back to the path. Because sometimes people who are allegedly wolves in sheep's clothing, when people are thinking about that, lots of people become very militaristic. People become very militant when they're approaching these people and say, oh, you must be from the devil. And that might not be the case. It might be true that they're not Christians and they might not warrant salvation. But it is also true that they might not be from the devil himself and that they're trying to harm other Christians' faith. And that's something we need to bear in mind. So we need to treat them with love and respect and try to guide them back to the truth. Though you already all know this, I want to remind you that the Lord at one time delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their proper dwelling, these he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting change for judgment on the, uh, the great day. In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and their surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example for those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. Now, what this 
says is, is very clear, and I think this, this is something very important, is that God will punish everyone regardless of who they are unless you repent to Christ. Christ's redemption is very great. It is something which is very important. But if we do not repent and turn to him, we bring on punishment upon ourselves. It is not God's problem, but our fault. We bear the responsibility of our own punishment if we do not follow him. And that's something which we have to be very clear in the church. A lot of times people like to say, oh, everyone will be saved. Everyone will go to heaven. But that's not true. We have to follow Christ. We have to follow God. We have to follow Jesus. And that's something important that we have to keep our eyes towards. We have to turn our eyes towards Jesus. And by turning our eyes towards Jesus and, and really loving him, that will save us and our friends and our family from eternal wrath. And, and that eternal wrath, although it's depicted as something evil in the world we live in today, is completely justified, just as the angels were punished, just as those in Sodom and Gomorrah were punished. They deserve their punishment. It's not something which you could say, oh, they didn't deserve it, whatever. No, they did deserve it. God, a just God, punished them. And hence, as a conclusion, a logical conclusion, they did deserve it. In the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and heap abuse on celestial beings. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, The Lord rebuke you, yet these people slander whatever they do not understand. And the very things that they do not understand by instinct, as irrational animals do, will destroy them. What is very true here is that we need to understand authority. We cannot speak of ourselves as authority to talk to the devil, even if he was a devil, to say, well, actually, I am better than you. Oh, the devil, I am stronger than devil. That 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 mindset will naturally lead you to damnation and struggle and suffering and arrogance. However, even an archangel has to say, the Lord rebuke you. We are speaking on authority of God, not as God himself. And that's something we talked about in Genesis 1 and, of course, in our analysis of John 1 well woe to them they have taken the way of cain they have rushed for profit into balaam's era they have been destroyed in korah's rebellion these people are blemishes at your love feast eating with you without the slightest qualm shepherds who feed only themselves they are clouds without rain blown along by the wind autumn trees without fruit and uprooted twice dead they are wild waves of the sea, fo foaming up their shame, wandering stars for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. This is this is once again an emphasis of the punishment that will come to those who don't love God. These are this is once again the punishment of those who are unwilling to submit their lives to Christ, and that's why we have to share the gospel to others. That's why we have to spread the good news because it is only through such a message which allows us to bring love. Christ and salvation to those around us. If we love them, we should share the gospel with them. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesies about them. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all of them of the ungodly acts they have committed and their ungodliness and of all the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These people are grumblers and fault finders. They follow only their own evil desires. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage. This is so true. We must fight against such actions. We must fight against other people who do this, but also fight against ourselves when we see ourselves falling down that path. We must help hold other people accountable, especially our brothers and sisters in Christ, but also help hold ourselves accountable. We must find a way to say, well, actually, you're getting off target. You're getting off track. Get back on track. Get your life together, son. And that's something very important that you have to focus on.
But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. They are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. That's something which is very important. You must continue to pray to God. You must continue to develop in Jesus Christ. Salvation isn't a one-way path where you go through the place and you say, oh, actually, now now the salvation is complete. You must keep on going. You must keep on fighting. So that's something which is very important. And before we carry on on this video, I'd like to just remind you that if you do want to support this channel financially, then feel free to check out our Patreon. Of course, you don't need to, or this channel is always going to come out anyways. However, if you do want to support this and, and have access to exclusive details, then make sure you go check it out in the link below. It's a way to support me. I'm going to uni, and it's going to be a way to help support the channel financially going forward. So let's carry on. Be fruitful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire to others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. This is a dialectic which is very, very important, is that we must be merciful to all those who doubt. Everyone doubts. Everyone who struggle, everyone struggles with faith at times. We need to be merciful to them. Save others by snatching them from the fire. We must save those. We must pray for others. We must try to share the good news to others, which is a very important thing. To others, show mercy mixed with fear. We must show mercy to people. And, and at times we have to be afraid of that evil in them. We must love them. Do not be afraid of human sin, but love man in his sin is what Dostoevsky teached. And, and that's something which is true here. And the fear that Dostoevsky talked about is different from the fear here. We should be afraid of falling into that sin, but we shouldn't be afraid to love them and interact with them. Because a lot of times we like to say that we are afraid of the sin in other people's lives, but we also sin ourselves. And if we truly were to act upon that fear in the sense that, oh, I, I, I hate that sin, I'm afraid of that sin, well, then you should be afraid of yourself and never actually talk to yourself and never love yourself. But that's clearly not the case. We do love ourselves. As a result, we should love others because they're just as bad as you and you're just as bad as them. Hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. We should hate the sin. We should hate the fallen nature. But you also want to help remove that clothing, which is very important. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious present without fault and with great joy. To, to the only God, our Savior, be the glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, for all ages, now and forever. Amen. Now, this is a very beautiful um, book in the Bible. It's quite short. Hope you've enjoyed this Bible study series. Hope you found it helpful. Hope you found it profound. Like always, this, I'm not claiming it to be infallible or my interpretation to be perfect. If you have any questions, queries, or any ideas that you want to add in the comments below, then feel free to let me know in the comments there. If you have any Bible verses, books that you want me to talk about next, then let me know in the comments below as well. I'll happily look to you there. Stay safe, my friends. See you soon. Thank you for watching. Uh, have a blessed day, my friends, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for watching and goodbye.